Young Ellen Ainsworth didn't have it easy. Born in 1919, she grew up during the Great Depression in small Glenwood City, Wisconsin, in the rolling hills 40 miles east of the Minnesota border. Despite food sometimes being scarce and opportunities even scarcer, one of Ellen's childhood friends says she had a special light. She was quick with a one-liner, the first to lead an impromptu sing-along, and was always fast to flash a smile. David Sandmeyer is a distant cousin of Ellen. So she was like almost like a, a bigger-than-life figure, living life to its fullest and never afraid in, in the darkest of scenarios. After high school, Ellen graduated nursing school and became a nurse in Minneapolis. On March 2nd, 1942, Ellen's life changed forever when an Army recruiter visited the hospital where she worked. A few days later, on her 23rd birthday, Ellen told her family it was her destiny to help our men and women on the battlefield overseas, and she enlisted. After training in Arkansas, Texas, and New York, Ellen shipped out for Italy, where she was assigned to the 56th Evacuation Hospital on the front lines in Anzio. The entire several months that the U.S. Army was there was basically hell, hell on earth. Ellen and her fellow nurses arrived in late January 1942. And immediately they faced intense artillery and mortar attacks. February 10th, 1944. The worst shelling yet occurred. And it mainly hit a field hospital very near to the 56th EVAC hospital. And it killed a number of people at that field hospital. The injured were brought to Ellen's field hospital, which was nothing more than a canvas tent with big red crosses painted on the roof and sides. Several large bombs landed nearby and shrapnel began to rain down on the tent where Ellen was working. Patients who are there who are well enough to be moved, they're removing those patients from the tent hospital into bunkers. But somebody has to stay behind and take care of the really ill patients who can't be moved. Under heavy bombing, as others fled, Ellen stayed. She calmly helped move those patients at least to the ground because shrapnel was coming almost at ground level horizontally. You know, these bombs would explode and they'd send metallic shrapnel sideways, you know, like a few feet above the ground. So Ellen is in there on her shift, moving patients to the ground. In the chaos, Ellen stayed calm. 42 patients were moved calmly and collectively by under her guidance, which prevented panic. A bomb shelter had been built for the nurses, but Ellen decided to stay in her tent because she wanted to be closer to the men she cared for. February 12, 1944. After another long shift under constant bombardment, Ellen collapsed from exhaustion in her tent. Within minutes, a bomb hit, sent shrapnel sideways, and it hit, struck her in her tent. She took about a quarter diameter piece of shrapnel into her chest that apparently went down into her abdomen and caused pretty severe organ damage. She was rushed to the medical tent where she fought and struggled and eventually faded. Ellen gets worse and worse. Eventually she died on four days later on February 16th. Her death left that community grief-stricken for years. 
Sally Burkholder's father went to high school with Ellen in Glenwood City. Her death left such an impression on that community that even now today, you could go to Glenwood City, a population of about 1,200 people, and died, what, 80-some years ago, and just say Ellen, and they would know who you were talking about. Now the people of western Wisconsin are talking about how Ellen should receive the nation's highest military award for valor in action, the Medal of Honor. Was Ellen Ainsworth a hero? Absolutely. In the case of Ellen, she had to die to prove herself, but I mean, it, it again, it opened up generations of opportunities for women to serve in the military, for women to go on and pursue advanced degrees. And it's not just in Glenwood City that they're pushing for Ellen to receive the Medal of Honor. I would argue this is long overdue. Dan Buttry is the president and CEO of the War Memorial in Milwaukee. The key is to protect and save and do something way above and beyond your requirement to save your fellow soldier. And there's no question what Ellen did at that time was to protect and save and stand there and go way beyond what was required of her. No woman has the Medal of Honor. Not one. Ellen would be the first. The Medal of Honor requires you to have gone beyond the call of duty in a position of extreme danger to aid others. And it's basically what she did. You know, had she decided to use that air raid shelter when she got off her shift, she'd gone to that shelter, she probably would have survived. World War II veteran Senator Daniel Inouye once said, the nurses in World War II gave us hope. It's time for Ellen's country to give her the recognition she bravely and selflessly earned. The girl next door who left home for war and never came back. John Merkier, WTMJ News.